0: Hey there and welcome to episode number 222 of Marvel by the Month, the podcast that takes you through the history of Marvel Comics one month at a time. My name is Brian Stratton. Mine is Rob Milne. I'm Jamie Wenger. We are well into the holiday season. This is our last scheduled episode until the new year, so we wanted to bring you a special holiday-themed episode uh, the holiday is, of course, Halloween, which is the greatest holiday.
1: Uh, <laughs> we can call it Decemberween. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally Hanukkah, too. This is the first night yeah. of Hanukkah. Whoa. So we will celebrate the What monsters. a festival of lights <laughs>
0: inside of pumpkins. Uh, it's something about oil not running out and candy. I can't make the leap somehow. Yeah. But, um,
1: golems. We'll throw golems yeah,
0: in there. That's a sure. thing. Yep,
2: yep. And 2.22, one-third of the beast we have Ah, we have achieved one third of the beast it's uh, uh, our work is one third done (laughs)
0: uh this episode is monster by the month number 10 uh which is our uh podcast within a podcast where monsters are unleashed and creatures are on the loose Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about several of the marvel monster verse stories that hit the newsstands between february and may of 1974 If you're a Patreon supporter, you have already heard us mangle these issues in the Monster by the Minute segments of our Omnibus episodes. Pretty
1: brutally, too,
2: if memory serves. This might actually help to, you know, give some clarity to the the feverish babble that maybe misrepresented some of those stories. (laughs) Maybe maybe But we have left out a couple details (laughs) or gotten a couple
0: things wrong. (laughs) um yeah this is, this is our chance to to really lay these issues on the slab and, and dissect them in detail nice um, i respect everything you're doing right now I thank view, you all
1: the metaphors are solid
0: 100 <laughs> um uh, but uh hey before we uh we, we get into these uh let's get one more push uh for contributions uh, to the gofundme for our friend and frequent guest jennifer aka comics will break your heart uh, she is fighting the real monster, uh, mm-hmm. which is not humanity; it's cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, we're helping her pull, put all of her focus into that by contributing at a bit.ly/slash keep gen reading, which is all one word, all lowercase, and gen with one n. Uh, and look, I know, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, I am tapped out from holiday spending. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it is almost the middle of December, and. Uh, it's like, wow, okay, I guess it's uh, ramen and beans and rice until January. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I've lived on it before. I'll live on it again. Um, but seriously, like no amount is is too small uh, to contribute. Everything helps. Um, and if you are in a position to go large, uh, well, we're offering three rewards for our big ticket donors. Um, if you contribute $100, we'll read a message from you on an upcoming episode, personal, promotional, pretty much anything you want. Rob and I both have birthdays coming up in January. Mm-hmm. You could pay us to wish each other a happy birthday. Oh,
1: <laughs> that'd be so sweet.
0: <laughs> Cause Lord knows we won't do it under any other circumstances <laughs> in the most insulting
2: way. You want to write it. Yeah, <laughs> You're gross and old. Yep. Yeah. True. More true. Uh,
0: if you contribute $250, we'll let you pick the topic for one of our anything goes episodes that follows a monster by the month episode. We have already booked two of these. Whoa. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, for both of them both of the ideas have been so much fun we're gonna we're gonna open up a third one uh for anyone who wants to make that contribution so uh if you got a a good idea for an episode and and $250 $250 with nothing attached to it, uh, why don't you just go ahead and send it Jen's yeah, way.
1: Um, totally. And look, it's December. You're indiscriminately charging things anyway. Right. Don't act like you're not indiscriminately charging <laughs> things anyway. You're like, never going to yeah. miss this. Yeah. I mean, you, you will, will miss it. You'll <laughs> definitely miss it.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're not going to miss it now. But, but you'll get something tangible that will last for as long as the internet, probably. Yeah, right? Yeah. I say that as you you know, know what? streaming I, services pull back stuff you bought. But you know, <laughs> Sure, sure. I
0: will burn this onto a CDR and send it to your address. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> If that's what it takes I love that if that's what it takes um and also if you're if you're a real high roller you contribute 500 dollars. we'll let you be a guest on an upcoming episode you could not possibly do a worse job than we do so <laughs> yeah. um you know please help us out here help, yeah, look,
1: help us out help jen out look where we've set the bar yeah. There's <laughs> nowhere else to go yeah You can't limbo under that bar You make one appearance, I mean, six months from now It could be your podcast Exactly, yeah, yeah We may pay you to take the podcast Mm -hmm. over
0: Uh, But yeah, uh, please uh, make a donation At bit.ly Slash Send a screenshot of your confirmation to marvelbythemonth At gmail.com And that's all you need to do Okay Um, It is now time for us to uh, Fulfill our mission to our listeners Talk about these Marvel monster comics From the first half of 1974 Um, First, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more Monster by the Month. Hey, everyone. Thanks for wrapping up 2023 with us in our last scheduled episode of the year. We're going to be talking about four Marvel monster stories in this episode. We're going to talk about The Coming of Dr. Sun in Tomb of Dracula 20 and 21, the debut of Tigra the Werewoman in Giant-Sized Creatures Number 1, Night of the Laughing Dead in Man-Thing 5 and 6, and giant-sized man thing number one because it's funny to say because
2: we're twelve. <laughs> it's my code name. <laughs> uh, but here's the catch: if you want to hear all of those stories, you'll have to be listening to the extended Patreon exclusive version of this episode. And if you're hearing this message, this is not that version. The good news is, it's incredibly easy to become a Patreon. Just go to Patreon.com/slash
1: Marvel by the Month and sign up for just four dollars a month. That'll get you instant access to our bonus feed of all our past, present, and future subscriber-exclusive content.
0: Like I mentioned, this is our last scheduled episode of the year. We're not going to be back until the new year, so there is no better time to sign up at patreon.com marvelbythemonth and tap into that bonus
2: feed. There's over 100
0: episodes on there, with more being added just about every week.
2: You can go back and listen to extended versions of episodes with some of your favorite guests, or you can check out our full Omnibus episodes, which cover... All of the issues we didn't talk about in our main episode for that month. There's so much awesome content in
1: there, and the best part is you'll get the full version of every upcoming episode, and you'll never have to listen to us try to sell you on becoming a patron ever again.
0: <laughs> yeah, treat yourself this holiday season. You are worth four dollars a month. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, maybe more. Maybe more. <laughs> we we we're not. We don't have anything in place to take more from you. So just <laughs> give us four. Uh, head to Patreon.com/slash Marvel by the month uh, and support the show today
2: welcome back to marvel by the month let's talk about tomb of dracula number 20 and 21 uh issue number 20 is called the coming of dr sun or soon Mm -hmm. um Written, i mean it's a marvel comic from the 70s <laughs> right it's
0: definitely dr sun right <laughs> yeah
2: it's written by marv wolfman art by gene colin and tom palm 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 palmer pom, so you got dr soon pom, but pom. Yeah, <laughs> palmer is throwing you palmer what's a palm <laughs> uh so, oh uh, you were thinking french it's pom, palm a right palm yeah. a. Palm a. Uh, uh art by gene colon and tom palmer letters by john costanza colors by Glenna Wayne. um so Frank Drake has recently rescued Rachel Van Helsing from her near-death experience of survival with Dracula uh, in the Transylvanian Alps.
0: I was kind of hoping they just wind up being buddies. Yeah, it yeah. seemed
2: like a real cool buddy cop. Thing. Yeah, I yeah, um, yeah. they, they are now in a helicopter and chasing a weakened Dracula through the snowy <laughs> landscape. Trying to shoot him with wooden bullets provided by Harker.
0: Now, this could have been the best cold open to an episode of Airwolf ever. (laughs) (laughs) Just bam, 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 bam. That's Dracula down there. (laughs) Uh,
2: (laughs) And worse for Dracula, he can't risk turning into a bat or mist in the high winds. uh, But eventually he disappears into a snowbank. And as soon as Dracula thinks he's safe, they find him and shoot him in his shoulder with a wooden bullet. So he jumps into a crevasse to get out <laughs> of that particular danger. Um, it's crazy to see Gene Colan, who we know for
1: being like so moody and atmospheric, deal mm-hmm. with like white Snow? expanse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like,
2: and it, it still works. Yeah, 100%. he still can pull it off. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, worth noting, this is a summary of a ton of prose around each panel. Yeah. It's, it's a oh, lot. Yeah. But a lot. it's also setting the moody tone of survival and desperation. Uh, mm. You know, I think it's, it's, it serves well. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it is a lot.
0: It, I mean, it's very, I mean, it's, it's like alive, you know? Yeah. Like it, it feels very much, um, getting across that idea of how trapped Dracula is. Like, cause I think they, they do have to kind of build it up and, and sell Like snow and wind is not traditionally Dracula's enemy. Right. You know? yeah. It's Dracula
2: running around on the side of, or on a
0: mountain, you know, there's right. nothing. <laughs> so, but, but it's like, there's, there's nothing for him to feed on. Um, and then they do a really good job of like getting across the idea of like he cannot turn into mist because the winds will scatter him and he'll completely just dissipate and he'll yeah. just dissipate. Yeah. And that would be the end of Dracula.
2: So and he's uh, and he's pretty silent for a number of the panels. But then he he. Uh, Except for one time when he yells at no one. Damned ones, <laughs> you who are but mindless infants compared to me. How dare you attack your master? How dare you? <laughs> uh, I just like to think of just Dracula down a crevasse yelling that at nothing. Yes, right. yes. Um, it's a
1: old man yells a cloud kind yeah, of moment. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Dracula does pull that a lot. He, he is does. an old man. Yeah, he, yeah. Oh, he's the uh, oldest. oldest man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually Dracula stumbles on a cave where he finds a recently dead man and attempts to drink his blood because yeah. he's that, you know, he's in that state, but not only is the blood disgusting to him of a dead person, he also tastes poison in the blood. So then he quickly discovers another room full of treasure and another dead man and quickly, decides this must be some kind of double cross over treasures the Turks stole from Transylvania centuries before. Yeah.
1: This was so much story for like a two-page yeah, thing. Mm-hmm. It
2: was a full EC comic uh, story yeah. and just this, like, two pages. Yeah. yeah.
0: And this there's no reason that this has to be in here, right? No,
2: not, not at, at all. all. This doesn't
0: lead anywhere. I no. love it. It's just like, you, it's its like you're playing a, like a Legend of Zelda game and like you, <laughs> you like bomb open a wall. And it's like, oh, it's a treasure. Room. <laughs> yeah. Right, so, right. This, this could is not be a part whole of the story. Side mission <laughs> yeah, of <laughs>
2: issues. Yeah. Um, and Dracula then just smashes all the treasure in a rage because riches won't help him to survive. Yeah. So it is like, it still works. Like Marv Wolfen does a really good job of saying like, Treasure is worthless to this guy right now. You yeah. can't
1: take it with you. You yeah. can't take it with
2: you. Uh
0: back in the chopper I would like to try taking it with me though. Just <laughs> you I mean, would we'll build I'd a like,
2: pyramid for you, buddy. I like the opportunity
0: yeah. to just just like put me in a bleak situation in a
2: room full of gold and (laughs) jewels and let me just let me see if i can (laughs) figure out a solution done let's give him a non-escape room present for (laughs) january um (laughs) so back in the chopper frank and rachel have circled the area a few times without finding drac uh to pass the time on another round uh their fourth round looking searching the area rachel tells frank her origin uh, her grandfather, Abraham, had thought he killed Dracula, but years later, Dracula returned and killed Abraham. Then Dracula killed Rachel's parents and was set to kill her as well, uh, since he was hellbent on erasing the Van Helsing line. Yeah. Uh, but Quincy Harker burst in, shot uh, some wheelchair-propelled wooden spikes at Dracula, and drove him away. You have to do a little, um, like, scene, kung- like, mental kung fu to get the- it to work, so...
1: He's gonna eat Rachel, young Rachel. Harker comes in the room straight Hark- through the door, straight through the door, and then hits a button, and like things shoot out of the side of the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, that that doesn't work. That was bad thinking. <laughs> but if you consider that he wheeled into the room quickly and then, like hit the brakes <laughs> on one side, yeah, <laughs> and like Tokyo <laughs> drifted,
2: yeah, it totally works. I bet he did. I, I bet, bet he that's did. how he rolls into every yep. room yep. because he's a badass. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, then uh, Quincy then raised and trained You're Rachel. a
0: Hot dog, but you'd better not try to hurt her, <laughs> Frog
1: What is that? It's Rocky, Rocky Horror. Horror. Wow.
2: Damn. Uh, so Quincy raised and trained Rachel to be a vampire hunter. So basically, she if she wasn't going to get it from her grandpa, she found the next person who's <laughs> yeah. gonna yeah. hell talk, bent on talk that about a destiny. Yeah. Um, then we cut back to Dracula, who is back on the surface um, in the snow. He tries to turn into a bat, but the wind picks up and drives him to the ground again. Which
0: so, he was warned about on
2: page one or two. Yeah. Like, hmm. uh, and then we just jump to Northern Ireland. <laughs> I love whenever this happens. But, uh, uh we witness the vampire brand as he gets to meet his master, Doctor Sun.
0: And this is the first time we are meeting Doctor Sun yeah. also. We've heard yeah. about him for a while now. Yeah,
2: yeah, so so there's a little tension built. So the guards lead Brand into a chamber uh, so we start that on the bottom of one page. And then as we go to the next page, we get a little view of him as he's opening what, the door. And
0: brand is saying, at last
2: I shall see the face of my master, oh, the one yeah. I serve. <laughs> and what he finds well. is <laughs> he's like, I love looking people in the face. That's my <laughs> <thing to> do. <laughs> Instead, he gets a talking brain in a clear box with electrical doodads running into its this side. is So
0: awesome. Yeah. And, like, and
2: the brain is definitely talking and it's got like those jaggedy edges. So, you know, it's sort of an electronic voice Mm -hmm. um yeah it's perfect yeah Uh, and brand's response is just like what what? (laughs) (laughs) and then we jump back to uh dracula who comes to um from just passing out after getting bashed around by the wind i will Um, say that was a rough transition like story-wise yeah 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 and it's jumped three times in three pages yeah yeah. you
1: needed like someone's like shadowy in the in the distance or like footsteps in the snow like just any kind of indication that something was about to happen other than him just
2: being in yeah
0: instead we get a caption that says while elsewhere yeah (laughs) i even
2: wrote (laughs) elsewhere in my notes but uh, um so dracula is tied to a pillar by chains laced with garlic Love um, that. love it. Mm-hmm. He meets a Professor Morgo who is dressed in like a purple and orange robe with his hands tucked into the sleeves. Um, he tells Dracula that he works for Dr. Sun. There's everybody's got degrees in Dr. Sun's organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they have been tracking him for four years. And then the big reveal is their intel source is none other than Clifton Graves. Whoa. What? Yeah. The guy who got blown
0: up on the yacht, who yeah. was Dracula's servant? While Dracula <laughs> laughed at him fine away. That was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. right at him, you know, like he yeah. really. But who's laughing right at who now? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Clifton. So, yeah, Clifton was in the role of Renfield. Uh, he was a mind controlled human servant of Dracula for most of the Tomb of Dracula run um, until Dracula had left him on that boat. And Dracula planted the explosives on the oh, boat I know. So yeah. he yeah. totally knew He yep. was about to blow him up So yeah. he's just total dick move Casual indifference to yeah. his lackey And Graves was literally torn up In the explosion Dr. Sun's people found him floating on wreckage And sewed him back up Pretty gruesomely, sewed back
0: together wrong.
2: I was just going to say, yeah.
0: I just started a rewatch of Metalocalypse, yep. and this is basically the chef from the first episode <laughs> yes. who gets like chopped up in the <laughs> propeller. Barb and I just <laughs> sing that song running around the house all the time. Uh, uh,
2: now he has uh, more stitches than the monster of Frankenstein. Um, mm-hmm. And, and yep. Graves' mind was freed from Dracula's control due to both his hatred for Dracula and his near-death experience, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like... It's co- r- holding the power button down basically yeah yeah, yeah. but it
0: is really uh, it, it's, it's terribly unfair hard because yeah. i mean graves he, he did not snitch and yet he got all the stitches <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah he was very loyal right up until the end
2: he snitched after the stitches yeah, yeah right yeah. Oh, so, well stitches so get, get snitches <laughs> it's the inverse property there it I is we, we got yeah. it we got there <laughs> uh graves taunts dracula by pouring out some fresh blood in front of the starving vampire then dracula tells clifton that your life will be mine <laughs> then he kicks graves he's still tied up but yep. he just kicks him right in the face right in the face
0: <laughs> i love the way gene colon uh renders impact
2: because
0: mm-hmm. uh, it looks like he blew his head out yeah <laughs> it's hard to tell for a second you gotta get to the next
2: panel to find out yeah what. um <laughs> yeah uh, then the, this fight is quickly interrupted by Morgo, who stabs the still tied up Dracula with a stake uh, and which causes him a great deal of pain. Sure. But then he withdraws it and then he threatens to leave it in the next time if they both don't behave. So uh, <laughs> we're going to pull this car over to 11. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we cut to Rachel and Frank um, who are landing their helicopter in or near a large human made cave structure in the mountains wall. Uh, we don't know that anything, we just know that they found this unrelated to what's been going right, on. Yeah. Right. Um, back to Drac, as we all know, Dracula don't be behaving. Uh, <laughs> he slips his chains, tackles Graves, then jumps on Morgo and eats some blood, Man. killing Morgo. Yep. What a confidence-based character. You yeah. know, he
1: really just does what he needs to do. Yeah. It's the secret to the charisma, honestly. Yeah. It's
2: the reason why
0: you... Kind of room for, for Dracula, him. even though you he's
2: the bad guy. Because he's like a rapper. He's just always like, <laughs> I'm a badass. Yeah, yeah, right, right. You know who you're messing with? Don't come yeah. for me. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, some of Dr. Sun's uh, soldiers show up and start attacking Rachel and Frank. Oh, wait. I forgot to mention. Rachel and Frank bust. <laughs> yeah. So Clifton challenges Dracula to a fight. <laughs> After after Morgo after Dracula's feasted on Morgo and then is just starting to get knocked around by Dracula when Rachel and Frank arrive. The clothing, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. So
0: Clifton is like he's taking his shirt and
2: jacket off,
0: but like Drac doesn't wait for him to get off. It's like, a <laughs> thing. While Graves has his arms pinned behind, he just himself with his own bashes jacket. him across the. He's, like, like yeah. smashing him into a pillar. Yeah.
2: <laughs> just, yeah, it's like a hockey fight move. Yeah. Right, right. It's um, such a yeah. And again, Dracula's like, "I'm not here for a fair fight. I'm here to eat you." Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, so now we've got Rachel and Frank. We know that they landed outside of the same place. All of this is happening in one setting. Um, some of Doctor Sun's soldiers show up and start attacking Rachel and Frank. Frank holds them off while Rachel takes a shot at the count with her crossbow. But Dracula <laughs> spins around grabbing Graves and puts him in the way of the shots <laughs> Graves oh, man.
0: he just uses him as a human shield it's like one last time he does Dracula's bidding yeah <laughs>
2: and then this whole mess is interrupted by Dr. Sun's voice and uh, that kills
0: Graves right? Like, I think so I assume yeah. so yeah. yeah there's no more from him in this comic I love mm-hmm. it like wait to like bring that character back with this tortured backstory <laughs> just to <laughs> just have him to get him shot
2: yeah five panels of autonomy <laughs> uh And then Dr. Sun's uh, disembodied brain um, seems to be on a video monitor Mm -hmm. uh, at first and reveals that everyone has been zapped by his immobility ray. So he just shows up and is like, okay, hang on. Yep. (laughs) Zaps (laughs) everybody. Um, Back to your corners son says that frank and rachel we will be disposed of but that he wishes to deal duel dracula for the throne of the lordship of vampires all
1: right so that's a pretty good ending yeah yeah said the brain
2: so <laughs> let's get into uh tomb of dracula number 21 death knell
0: and uh, when dr sun said that he wanted to duel him for leadership a, of the vampires, his champion like, <laughs> it's like actually i've got a
2: guy yeah yeah <laughs> um Uh, uh, death knell is written by Marv Wolfman art by Gene Colin and Tom Palmer letters by John Costanza colors by Tom Palmer Um, we pick up exactly where we left off and it would seem that Dr. Sun and brand have made their way from Northern Ireland to this place inside the mountains around Transylvania back when Dracula was unconscious I guess Sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, We don't know how long yeah, he was out. We knew we yeah. were in Northern Ireland yep. while Dracula was yelling in some crevasse. But right. now, yeah. Well, to be fair, I don't know where Northern Ireland is either. So yeah, compared uh, to yeah. the Transylvania now, Al- it's yeah. right next door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. And no uh, one knows where Transylvania is. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brand tells Dracula the origin. I'm saying that
0: because I know we have... List- I almost said... Northern, but I it's like, I know we have listeners in Ireland. I don't think we have listeners in Transylvania. So I'm going I'm yeah. to insult <laughs> we them. Oh, we, nice. we have fewer
2: <laughs> listeners in Eastern Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. Mainly, I think, because mostly English bubbles up. Yeah. Since we are, you know, pretty known for our English. It's not the best. <laughs> We're barely known for our English and not at all for any other language. <laughs> you nailed it. um Bran tells Dracula the origin of Dr. Sun. Starting in what was called the Cultural Revolution of China in 1966, Dr. Sun was dragging his feet on some horrible experiments for a general. So the general ordered him to be the test subject for what is called Project Mind. Again, with the project
1: names, it's my pet peeve. Yeah. You got to name your project name something unrelated to what's happening. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Maybe
0: something that, like alludes to it in some oblique way uh,
2: Project Death Star just spit right. on here you know it's a, yep, yep. or what like over matter yeah, yeah. See, that's a good um, one but uh, so he also the general ordered that no anesthesia would be used Jeez. for this operation oh and that Dr. Sun's own son is the surgeon forced to do the operation. Who is this general? This general sucks. Yeah. And the
0: way that that's revealed is like the doctor is preparing to do the operation and he's talking about the, the no anesthesia and he's like, I do not like doing this, Dr. Sam," but the general demands my show of loyalty. And then it's just a close-up on his scalpel and he says, farewell, father, I still love you dearly. <laughs> yeah, gosh. It's, oh, yeah.
2: Again, I think Wolfman and Gene Colin are just Anton Palmer, you know. Just, yeah. Just hand and glove. Yeah. Um, Sun's brain was removed from his body, placed in an antimatter tank and hooked to a bunch of powerful computers. The plan was to mine the brain for all of the secret knowledge that Sun possessed and get it into the computer banks. Hmm. But the brain turns the tables uh and immediately <laughs> seizes control of all these supercomputers using them to zap and presumably kill soldiers doctors and anyone else in the room or maybe the whole complex and including his son including yeah. his son yeah, yeah.
1: So, it was the body that was really holding this brain back. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, out. this is like Who he's living it? his best life now.
2: He's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. dropped a lot of weight, you know? Uh, <laughs> looking good. <laughs> looking good. Back in the present, uh, Son orders Bran to drain the blood of Rachel, but Dracula insists that no one can kill her but himself. Uh, keep in mind, Dracula is still detained. Like, he's just, he's, again, he's just like, yeah, you can try, but I'm going to kill her. And, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And they're like, you're tied up, man. What are you talking about? Um, (laughs) uh, But that is when son frees Dracula so that brand and Dracula can fight. Dracula tries to take control of brand since he is Dracula's creation, but brand seems to be immune. Mm. Eventually brand stakes Dracula, but that gets him in reach of Dracula who somehow takes knocks, uh, who somehow knocks him out, knocks brand out as Dracula also collapses. So, uh, you know, you got an arm's reach and then he got, they yes. both went down. Yep. And then we, uh, we take a break from all this, uh, fighting mm. and cut to Harker's mansion in London. Harker is talking with the not dead blade about joining forces to hunt Dracula. Um, blade basically says that he's busy hunting the vampire that killed his mother. Yeah. It, uh, he's, that's his number one, you know, goal. And mm.
1: just, you're not picturing the right blade like you everyone is picturing the sort of wesley snipes version of the character yeah, and this right. is sort of pre that design this is still this the is, green
2: goggles blade yeah
1: yeah this is this is technicolor blade right yeah, but he's yeah. still got the same attitude he's got yeah sass powers for oh sure. yeah his powers of sass are high are <laughs> yeah. strong
0: <laughs> yeah but he i mean he's literally like in in green trousers uh like a maroon overcoat uh a yellow shirt under that and a yellow bandolier with, with stakes, stakes, in, stakes in, it. in it yeah yeah and his green goggles, of course Yeah
2: yep. Keep the blood out of your eyes Yeah um, So, uh, and Blade also knows that Harker's like, the the vampire you're after That that killed your mom is probably long dead And Blade's like, nope, I have some of that vampire's blood in me And I know they're still alive mm. So that's just another little hint of something more with Blade Yep um, Best of all, Blade now knows he's immune to vampire bites Because he survived uh, an attack from Dracula Mm-hmm Um,
0: And if Dracula couldn't turn him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Then we get back to Dracula, who uh, (laughs) re-reawakens while while strapped to a chair this time. Tied up again.
0: (laughs) Certainly this will will stop Dracula. Right. Uh,
2: (laughs) Dr. Sin begins to explain more of his origin. The living brain, it turns out, needs a constant supply of human blood.
1: Ah, So the
2: math is easy. Everyone could guess this You need to follow a vampire And learn how to hunt humans And take their blood uh, It's an obvious logical leap But of course You need a vampire You can control So that they will not only Get their own human blood But get you some too mm-hmm. And son found Brand In the morgue After Dracula killed him Back in issue number 15 hmm. So it's basically
1: Like buying weed in college Yes, yes. Yeah, Exactly Same, yeah. same basic same, yeah. same basic rule structure Yeah You yeah. just gotta split it up uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Uh, if, you, if you get a big amount of weed mm-hmm. Yeah um, Right right Brand was given drugs. Oh, speaking of weed, uh, <laughs> Brand was given drugs and trained to obey son. So he was like uh, broken of his Dracula mind control through other like CIA mind control tricks. Uh, so, and reconditioned to mind be mind controlled by somebody else. By son. Yeah. 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 Uh, and now Dracula has a, a big dome clamped down over his head not to do his hair. Um, we see that this is also happening to Brand, who is seated next to him. And the plan here is to transfer all of Dracula's knowledge to Bran so that he becomes master of all vampires. Mm-hmm. Then, in a classic vampire Ponzi scheme, he can make all <laughs> vampires <laughs> serve Sun. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That so is. you
0: got like two vampires. There's this giant arch of ma- machinery. Uh, you've got a vampire at either end of it, and you got Dr. Sun in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And there's all sorts of lightning and humming going on. And I think this is the page that is the
2: double, the double it, it's, size. It's yeah. a
0: double page spread, but I think this is the one that they, is just like one page turned sideways. Yeah. So very clever use of this. Yeah.
2: yeah. Maybe the I best think, that we've seen. Some. I think yeah. Gene Colan is like, yeah, if I'm going to do the coloring book thing, I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. 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 yeah you fool yeah. me several times. <laughs> Shame on me. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: and of course there's a ton of fine line work in there from, uh, from Tom Palmer. So, and who's
2: he inking his own, you know, his own color? I mean, his color isn't coloring. coloring his, his own, his own yeah. yeah. Um, so, Dracula while this is all going on he's resisting and he is talking about the man he once was so again he's like doing a rap about how cool he is mm-hmm. yeah um, in, unforgiving uncompromising a warrior without compassion like this is him as a human he's talking about before, right, he, right. before <laughs> he turned into <laughs> yeah, a vampire natural being yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and
1: they're doing that in 10,000 words on a panel like it is around ugly. his anguished face yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not unpleasant to look at but it, it was a lot of That's to read. the
0: thing is like I it, the 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 combination of of Wolfman and Colin like somehow we're fitting almost like entire pages of text on each page of comics but it is not distracting nope. nor does it feel like it's taking away from the visuals like it's really
2: It's cl- well ba- it feels like Black Panther right now too where yeah. it's very much it's yeah. so it, there's so much exposition, but it's so, it sets the tone. It feels right. It, you know, helps. Yeah. You're engaged yeah. and interested. Like it doesn't feel it's like words and pictures to yeah. together. Yeah.
0: It's like one of those things where if it's being done badly, it would be the worst thing ever. Yeah. But when yeah. it's done well, you let it go. because right. It's great. Yep. Yeah.
2: Um, so even though Dracula's doing his big speech, Brand says that he now has Drax power. The transference has given him enough power and they should be released to fight. Um, but Dracula uses his battle honed wits to turn to mist, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? As brand runs at him and runs through him. And then uh, Dracula ignores brand and pounces on a nearby doc- doctor to feast on some more blood. Slurps him right up. Yeah. Cause he's like, I need a power up and yep. Um, as the fight continues, Sun notes that brand, like, this is so funny. Like within a page, Dr. Sun's like, uh, brand's not going to win this. (laughs) It's not even close. (laughs) It's not like he's on the ropes or anything. He's just like, he's not going to win the fight. So we need to implement the contingency plan. Yeah. Because the thing is, it's like brand
0: has all of Drac's knowledge, but he doesn't have the years of experience and Dracula is just too quick. He just reacts too fast for brand to He's having to use his conscious mind, but this is, like, second nature to Dracula. Yeah, yeah this was,
2: and this was also set up by, like, when Dracula... He's saying, like, when I was a man, I was a warrior. Right. I was a... Yeah, yeah I, so you're primed for it. Yeah, like... you. I wasn't you some schlub who got eaten by Dracula. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. You already have the... He already has the Matrix downloaded in his head for fighting. Um, right. And he's been a vampire for a very long time. Yeah. So, um... So the impl- the contingency plan for Dr. Sun is part 1, set Frank and Rachel free and give them weapons. <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> Honestly like this yeah. this will stall Dracula cuz the- Rachel's going to go straight after Dracula no matter what you do. This also explains the question why did
0: he bother keeping them around around yeah. so there yeah, was like we do, yeah. well because if dracula gets out of control these are the people you want
1: yeah.
2: yeah that's the kind of planning you can do if you're only a brain if you're just and you're not a brain, burdened yeah.
1: by all this meat yeah
2: <laughs> and all you have to do is eat a bunch of human blood constantly <laughs> yeah yep um, small price to pay. but uh dracula in the fight with bran gets tossed into a bunch of electronics that catch him way on fire <laughs> um and the tables seem to have turned. Dracula appears to be dying, and Brand turns his attention to everyone else. And he takes the weapons immediately back from Drake and Van Helsing and prepares to kill them. But first he notes that he has broken son's command over him and no longer needs him to help Brand rule the world. Because mm-hmm. um, he's
0: got Dracula's knowledge and ego. Dracula's gone and he's got he's <laughs> yeah. definitely healthy on the ego front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, and as Brand attempts to attack the brain, <laughs> Sun notes that he planned for this too and zaps Brand on fire. So, like, if he comes close <laughs> to his tank mm-hmm. and he's just like, boop, you're on fire. So, and then, and then Sun teleports his brain out of his current aquarium to somewhere else. So, yep. uh, he's just like, he's definitely a few steps ahead of everybody else. Yeah. I mean, it didn't work out, but he's, I mean, he, he was ready he for it. Lose. Yeah. didn't yeah. lose. Yeah. He did a doom kind of thing where he's like, okay, you know, this didn't work out, but right. peace. Yeah. I got plans within plans. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. can go
1: be a brain literally anywhere. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> brain in a trench coat and a fedora, <laughs> and then, like, walk along the waterfront. <laughs> uh, in and- like little girl, like
0: pigtails. And stuff, <laughs> <laughs> Three brains stacked up at each other, trying to get a ticket to an R-rated movie.
2: <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, this this wraps up pretty fast. Frank and Rachel run to their helicopter uh, and escape as the whole layer starts to explode. We also see that a mist turns into a bat that narrowly escapes the blast as well, uh, which I thought was going to be suspenseful because we know that there are two powerful vampires in that fire right uh, no suspense is left though nope. we learned that this bat is over 500 years old so it's not brand, <laughs> <That's> not brand. <laughs> and it's definitely the guy with his name on the cover yeah <laughs> and brand, that's how we wrap up yeah
0: brand ain't never gonna be 500 years old so, <laughs> yeah nicely done yeah what well a done. fun story
2: yeah i i was so happy with it i thought it was just not going to I thought it was going to get too goofy and it didn't. It it
1: worked. The the gene colon factor really like adds gravitas to everything. Yeah. It it really
2: gives you a lot of leeway story wise to get away with things that. And I feel like Marv Wolfman is like coming and swinging on this stuff too. Like what he's writing is really working. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like they're, they're right They're They're both sort of like writing and drawing up to each other.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. I would hate to have written another story this month with a brain in it. Because that would be (laughs) embarrassing or awkward, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll
0: see. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh, Should we take a little break? Sure. All right. We'll be back with more Monster by the Month in just a minute.
1: Welcome back to Marvel by the Month. I will be talking about Man-Thing, numbers five and six, but first, number five. This will be Night of the Laughing Dead, written by Steve Gerber, art by Mike Plug, and Frank Giamonte, with letters by Artie Simic and colors by Linda Lessman. Um, so uh, we start with the Man-Thing, uh, just to catch you up. He's mute, kind of always sad, mysterious, empathic. Um, hold on to that thought for a sec, because... over. We had a sad clown. This is a sad <laughs> clown. He's made his way uh, into a swamp to end his life uh, with a pistol to the temple. Oh, we should probably do one of those warnings that this is a suicide-y thing. It's and... a, yeah. yeah. Very much,
0: yeah. It's a, it's a story that begins with a suicide and then it goes through uh, all the unhappy circumstances that brought this character to that. Yes. So if that sounds like the kind of thing that you're not up for in this holiday season, which can already be heavy as hell, like, don't. Yeah. Don't put yourself through this. Yeah, this is pretty grim. Yeah. Uh get to later on in the show where we're talking about, you know, other things you can read that, you know, might be less grim. Right. So,
2: yeah. That said, that's now, a, that, now that that's said. Now that yeah. that's said. This is uh
1: a great story. It yeah. is a great story. Yeah. Um beautifully illustrated, too. It's yeah. stunning. It, like and so many smart decisions made along the way. So, uh on page 4, um the uh so, sorry, the clown uh, takes his own life. Uh, mm-hmm. on. I, it is page four? Yeah, yeah page, page four. three. Yeah, I mean. He's like set up to do it. He's sitting on the edge of the swamp, and we yeah. got a close-up of his face. He looks really sad. He's still in the clown makeup, but like not the white part. So it just, yeah, it's the big sad face and But he the red pulls nose. the gun out, yeah. Yeah, Um, and the man thing is nearby, and he's like empathic. So he's particularly shocked and sort of, I mean, like shocked in a true sense mm-hmm. by this. Um, and he finds the suicide note, but he can't really read it. They just look like squiggles. Yeah. We can, though, and it says that uh, like laughter is dead, futility, blame, and ergon? Ir- ergon?
2: Arrogance, maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Um, so the man thing he sees all this, and he has the faintest recollection of the word funeral. And he kind of sets about to this task in the swamp. Then we cut to uh, in town nearby where supporting character uh, Unlucky Richard, his name's Richard, right? I can remember. Oh, uh, Richard Rory. Richard yeah. Rory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, he's there with Ruth. Uh, these are two people who have been saved by Man Thing fairly recently. Um, they end up overhearing some carnival folk who are worried. They're they're talking about this guy Daryl who's gone. Um, he's uh the carnival's only clown and was last seen terribly upset about something. And I think this is the
0: issue where I realize that Richard Rory is clearly the steve gerber stand-in yeah in this story because like the the hotel uh the the desk clerk um he uh he's like being sarcastic with him calls him joe college and then later um he's like i hate people who make education sound like a dirty word you know like this is all part of his monologue is like Okay, so this is where
1: the Gerber... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, this character has been popping... Like, he's been in this book for a while now without really any... Like, he's too specific. Everything about him is too specific... For such a generic for character. For such a generic character. Yeah, 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 yep. Um, So the carnival boss is Mr. Garvey. Uh, he's glad the clown is gone um, because he was depressing everybody. And um, when the woman who is sympathetic to this clown uh, speaks up to Harvey he slaps her not only does he slap her but he holds her in place with one hand yeah. and then slaps her it's yeah it's like pretty brutal. rough
2: so so rory jumps in yep. yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm. um he gets punched out uh you know he he fights garvey but then gets punched out by the carnival's like resident big slow guy mm-hmm. who we've seen in uh, countless other he's, he's like that archetypal type the strongman The strongman yeah uh, his name's trag yeah and uh
0: he, apparently, he's well known enough to Richard Rory because he's like, Trag, the world's
1: strongest man, that's who I got hit by. Like, <laughs> yeah, my so. luck is running true to form. Yeah, yeah there, there you it. go. Um, Trag and Harvey they take off uh, in a vehicle, and then the woman, uh, whose name is Isla, spelled A Y L A, yeah, Isla Prince, I believe it's pronounced Tigra. Yeah, Ay- Ay- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that Vermont. Yeah, if you grew yeah, up yeah, in Vermont, you, you don't know, have to pronounce anything. <laughs> uh, turns out she was the clown's girlfriend, uh, and the three we'll we'll call them the heroes of the story. They drive off uh, in a car looking to find, um, the what the clown. Yeah, they find his abandoned car, and then they find him sitting in a grove on, under what looks kind of like a spotlight. It seems like a, like the hint of a spotlight, but also looks exactly like
0: where he shot yeah, himself. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, and for and a when, second,
0: I think we, you're supposed to think when you first see that first panel that this is
2: him, his body,
1: right? Which we we know is weird because we saw the man thing carry him off, yes. in the earlier panels.
2: Mm-hmm. But then he stands up. Then he stands up and clearly a
1: spotlight. Clearly a spotlight. Removes his hat and takes a deep bow at the waist, um, and then sort of like walks off into the swamp. He's not talking yet, but it it's like tonally this is very Christian Shepherd from season one and two of Lost. That helps. Yep. This is a, sort a of, reference point that we can all uh, that everyone can yeah, get behind. Yeah. Yes. So the trio. Uh, Hi, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Oh, um, the, the trio head into the swamp to look for him. Um, we then cut to Harvey, Harvey and Trag, who are driving around, and they see the clown sitting in uh, definitely a spotlight in the road, looking sort right of right in the middle of the road, yeah, yeah. dead center. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Came out before I could stop it. <laughs> Um and then he like the clown sort of stands up and does what I assume is a bit of a soft shoe dance mm-hmm. and like Trog can't steer away from him and they smash
2: right into him and it it's same. So like- they smash into a tree they steer away but they hit a tree oh do they yes. yeah it says swerve you idiot I'm swerving but we're gonna hit that tree oh I thought it was him yeah uh and yeah that uh, he also the clown has like a top hat and uh. So I just I picture that the frog from Looney Tunes doing yeah this. It's <laughs> totally that is exactly and I thought that was creepy when I was a kid yeah Michigan um, Jay Frog yeah is that use his
0: name? use the man's full name
2: <laughs> show some respect oh, my
0: baby, hello my darling
2: hello my ragtime yeah <laughs> right 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 <laughs> in the pot of hot water
1: um so their car is ruined and now they're kind of stuck in the swamp mm-hmm. um. The clown then appears behind them and says a bunch of like disturbingly disjointed things like and, with no punctuation. Yeah, it's very. And we, we haven't really seen anything like that yet. Yeah. In, in, we, like in all of these comics that we've like, read
2: giggling in between. Everything. Yeah. It's like, it's like it's a like, Joker ha, ha, ha. manicness. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. So uh, his like bits of speech are interrupted with these like ha ha ha. Good
0: evening, Trag. How are you? I am fine. Where is Garvey? Ha ha. Ha, yeah, ha, ha, ha. you'll you'll kill me. Ha, ha Make me die. Ha ha. Where's Garvey? Ha ha. ha. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, it's very creepy.
1: Um, he then mocks them a bit and um, heads into the swamp further. And uh, I believe they follow him. hmm. And then our heroes come upon the man thing who is trying to bury the body of the clown. Yeah. Um, and they mistakenly think that man thing was the killer because they lost sight of the ghost
0: of the clown. Right. Yeah. And the next time they see him it's his actual body
2: in. So they thought sense. they were following a living clown who's because, now dead.
1: Right. right. But it, because this body so far has looked like a clown. Yes. Like yeah. there's, Cause there's a separation coming. Um, so yeah, so they think the man thing has killed him. And, uh, the, the Steve Gerber stand in is like very upset. like, I was just starting to think of you as some kind of human thing. And like, it, you just feel very bad for the man thing.
2: Yeah. So, he just shoes him off. Yeah. And, You're dumb, bad dog. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's, like, pretty sad on top of all the other sadness uh, about a dead clown. Yeah. Uh, eventually, they realize the man-thing didn't kill him. Uh, the, the clown's been dead for quite some time. And he was dead from a gun. Right. Yeah. Which the man-thing obviously wouldn't use.
0: Yeah. His fingers um, wouldn't
1: even fit. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. Uh, plus, like, you get all the slime into the machinery. Like, right. Just, yep. Um, but then uh, Trag appears and starts beating up on Richard, just as they're starting to, like, start to piece things together. Mm-hmm. Uh, man Thing then steps up and brutally beats Trog. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then holds him underwater.
2: Yeah, like looks like he's considering drowning him. He's like, I would normally wait. He's not feeling fear, which is kind of what he was anticipating. Right. So he yeah. just kind of keeps going. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like, so I'm just going to use primal, you know, bestiality. Yeah. I mean, not bestiality in that sense, but
0: in in the absence of fear, you resort to other even more brutal means to destroy your foe.
1: Yeah, I really had thought he was dead for the two top panels and then you see his like head peeking out of water. Yeah. Next yeah. Shot. Yep. Um but then at this moment, um the ghost of the clown leaves the deceased body, declaring mm-hmm. its intention to make them laugh and smile and put on a huge show because his soul is at the mercy of the critics. Yeah. And you're like, "Whoa, that seems like the beginning of a story and that's the last page." <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, was, it was crazy. Like yeah. that's not how a lot of these comics work. Yeah. And I have to double
0: check the chronology on this, but I think uh, Neil Adams' Dead Man had been a pretty big book just prior to this. So I wouldn't be shocked if this is inspired because it's a circus performer who has a a ghost coming out of him. And yeah, so yeah.
1: All right. Well, then uh, moving on to issue number six. Uh, It's called And When I Died, written by Steve Gerber, art by Mike Plug and Frank Gimante, letters by John Costanza, and colors by Petra Goldberg.
0: Meant to mention this earlier, really liked your decision to talk about five and then six.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, I don't don't like to throw the word hero around too liberally, but (laughs) (laughs) the cape fits. So uh, kicking things off. So this picks up right where we left off, like literally the same panel. Um, And the dead ghost clown uh just a differentiate he's now in like a spectral form mm-hmm. and he's a little more like decrepit yeah he's got more of like a
2: oh he's like got a skull, skull face yeah. yeah it's like a skull-faced clown it's yeah. so cool <laughs> <laughs> i mean well, i know that they're this is sad but the minute he became a skull-faced clown i was like, like you oh, have my uh, attention yeah <laughs> now i'm in uh so pe- again i think that's
1: the dead man influence mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah. that I, I didn't know that that's very interesting. Because yeah. otherwise, this is like the most creative thing that's ever happened to mankind. Like it's so crazy. It terrific, yeah. Um so anyway, he he's declaring that um they're he's gonna put on a show, and the show is gonna be the events of his life that like led to the point of his death, and they are going our heroes and villains yeah. are going to play characters from his life. It's so wild. I think one of the things that um
0: it took me a while to really appreciate what Steve Gerber does. And I think so his his plots can be really nonsensical and silly, Mm -hmm. but I think no one in comics at this point did better character study than Gerber did.
1: Oh, interesting And for
0: him to basically say. The whole plot of the story is going to be my notes on this character and his background and what made him what he is like, I love that. Like, it's such a sophisticated decision. Yeah, yeah,
1: right. Um, so the breakdown is um oh oh and just as a side note uh in the bleachers of this like circus in the middle of a swamp <laughs> yeah um are three hooded figures yes um and you don't see their faces and they're not talking it's very creepy right yeah
2: the play set is a little mini circus right. that says circus time yeah. on yeah. a big banner it's so in- in, like that's the other thing is how everything ha- is in incong- in uh, yeah discordant with the uh, yeah you've got this just like having a a skull faced clown, yeah, um, everything feels like that. It's both has these happy elements that seem even darker for. Mm-hmm the setting and the story right? yeah. yeah yeah and
1: uh, we'll see these there's these like happy scenes and the the man things always like they're lurking in the background he, or you see he some represents
0: st- his internal his inner demon right right yeah because yeah. every every one of our characters plays a role in these stories yeah. right
1: so you've got trog is the bully trog's the bully yeah uh, Aaliy- uh, isla is his childhood girlfriend yep uh rory is him as a child yeah ruth is the mom yes um and then the art gets like weird and uh uh in a happy like the art gets weird and happy in a more disturbing way yes um so uh at this point the dead ghost uh clown face is very scary um and he turns into oh when he turns garvey into the father yes so then we get into act one act one uh of this very unnerving experience uh, is a breakfast where his dad uh talks smack about circuses and is generally just like terrible to the kid
2: yep Uh, He's only interested in the accumulation of wealth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: doesn't even look over.
0: The Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal.
1: (laughs) to look at his son. Yep. Yep. Um, As and while this is happening, the man thing is watching and like operating the body of the kid as a puppet. Yeah. And he throws food at the dad uh, who reacts like a bad 80s dad. Yep. Or bad 40s dad in this case. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, While outside, uh, the kid is briefly cheered up by his childhood girlfriend um, both of them being followed by the man thing until they encounter the bully mm-hmm. who eventually sees man thing and runs off.
2: Well, he, uh, he, he takes He's, a poke at, yeah, he punches, take, he punches, right. uh, Daryl, the, the clown yeah. in the face who's being <laughs> enacted by Rory as a kid. Yeah. And, uh, but then senses the inner demon that is man thing. Um, he gets like a glimpse of it behind the behind eyes. Behind the eyes. Yeah. 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 Very creepy.
1: Yeah. Um, So then the play ends. Everyone returns to their normal bodies briefly and are very freaked out. Um, But then the faceless uh, cloak people um, says that we we haven't seen enough. Yeah. Or they answer the question. All they say is like, no, or something like that. Yeah. It's like a single word
0: because he has. Have you seen enough?
2: to and make a judgment. Well, on we his don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we don't know what they're yet.
0: yeah, what what they're asking for, but they have not seen enough to do whatever they're there for. Yeah.
1: So now uh, act 2, the kid is 16 at the funeral of his dad. Um uh and this funeral is taking place in the swamp. So you've got this coffin like mm-hmm. surrounded by swamp. very weird.
2: Yeah, everything's so surreal. Yeah. yeah, there's doorways to nothing. It looks like play sets built in a swamp.
1: Right, right. Yeah. Um, the teen resents his dad for only having cared about money. Uh, he makes crass, c- pretty cruel jokes, and his mom overhears this and asks if he's gone insane. Then someone yells cut, and the story jumps to a psychiatrist's office. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Gerber has a talent for names. Uh, Laszlo Schacht is the, is the psychiatrist. Yeah. yeah, so great. Um, the psychiatrist scene, of course, is also very weird. Um, the psychiatrist is like going to read his mind, by putting his hand through the forehead and extracting out a colorful but disturbing monster. Yes. Says, uh, on a scroll. On a yeah. scroll. Yes,
0: yes, yes. This is it, all right. A portrait of a tortured soul, obviously in turmoil over a multiplicity of moral and emotional crises. And yes, but then I am insane, huh? He's like, don't be an idiot. Insanity is defined by its cultural milieu. This is America, 1951. That makes you normal. Right, yeah. <laughs> like the
1: Steve Gerber was just like popping through. Like you just you, you yeah. can't contain it. Um, yeah. So then he gets uh, kicked out of therapy. Uh, then the den, the dead kicked out of therapy, <laughs> right? right, In your own, in the, the play yep. of your own life. Yeah. Um, then the dead ghost clown again, asks the hooded figures if they've seen enough. Um, but he knows that it's, uh, it won't be. And so this time they answer, yes, they want more.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to see the last act? And they right. say, yes. Ooh. So we
1: now skip to 1968. The day after Kennedy was shot. Um, when Robert Kennedy, Robert yep. Kennedy. Thank you. Yep. Uh, when he went looking for a circus, uh, he'd watched the event over and over and over again and felt like he needed to laugh. But upon a, arriving at the circus, he decides he wants to work there. Mm-hmm. Um, and his future girlfriend offers to teach him.
0: And he's inherited a lot of money from his parents by this point. Right, yeah. right.
1: Point.
2: And uh, Trag recognizes him and tells Garvey that he is a very wealthy person. And yeah. so they're like,
1: okay, oh, yeah, let's get so this guy scheming. involved. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't see anyone's face for a little bit in the in the flash in this part, and it is disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So at first, uh, he's doing a great job as a clown. Everyone loves him, and it, as a result, he's growing into like a confident person. Um, and,
0: and Ayla was specifically tasked with, or Isla was with helping him develop his skills, but also she's working for Garvey to like let's let's milk this guy for all he's worth.
1: Yeah. So so he's she's. Initially in on it. But then she falls for him. Yes. Um, uh, and, and yeah. So then Garvey accuses Isla um, of only being with the clown for the money, which now isn't true anymore. But mm-hmm. um, the clown overhears this and gets really upset. Yeah. And in response to like having his heart broken, he twists his act to make it like evil and dark and disturbing, mm-hmm. um, which frightens Isla. And then they get into an argument. And um now the clown like loathes himself. He's just like he, he found something he was good at, and now he like kind of ruined that, and he ruined this relationship, and this is why he heads to the swamp to end his life. Yeah. So now we're caught up to the present. <laughs> at this point, the story gets weird. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, god! That is the best way to put it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like oh my gosh!
2: Like, you thought this was weird? Yeah. Wait, yeah. yeah. So uh, at this so, point, because I
0: mean, up to this point, it's been a very, very sad. But human story, right? You know, like understandable. You you get everyone's motivations, and yeah, everyone's behaving like like a person, whether yeah, a flawed person or a, or a horrible person, but
2: a person. But yeah. now the uh, story, ha- the the play has ended, yeah. And the critics
1: unmask, unmask unrobe, and, and yeah.
2: they uh, you know, is this
1: all you have to show? Is there nothing more? Uh, and then they disrobe and become agents of heaven, hell, and in between. So you get a heroic, huge, blonde, muscular-looking guy a red demon thing and a guy with like a wrestling outfit. It was kind of an odd <laughs> visual <laughs> choice. There. Yeah. Lim-
2: Limbo has an ax and a wrestling outfit.
1: Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Uh, they say he hasn't proven enough, uh, motivation for his suicide and are therefore sentencing him to like ultimate oblivion. Yeah. At which point man thing, the guy with his name on the title of the comic, uh, he comes back in and he fights the creatures and he's doing just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Ila is crying over the body of the clown and she says that, um, she's the reason
2: he took his own life. And Richard Rory is also saying, I just lived this guy's life experiences. Oh, he doesn't right, right. deserve this. Like, yeah. he's, so yeah. everybody who just went through the, or at least the good people are all like they're vouching for this story. He should be, you know, against sent, the
0: indifference of these cosmic beings. Yeah, nice. He
2: yeah. should be sent right. to heaven.
1: Right. Yeah. She's crying. Uh, her tears are like falling on the body of the clown. Um, And she says that she loves him, at which point the battle abruptly stops and everyone pauses respectfully. There's like the the pause is so
2: uh, poignant, I Mm -hmm. guess, like you just really feel everyone holds still for just like a real. She says, I loved him, love the soul you want to destroy. If you must have a soul to murder, take mine. I've already ruined this life for him. Don't let, let me deprive him of his chance at the next one. And that's it. Yeah fighting stops
1: and like everyone looks downward upon them even and the man thing is there in the background like yeah Mm -hmm. um super moving uh at this the trio vanishes uh and the crowd observes the body of richard's mouth like turning into a non-creepy smile like a fulfilled smile yeah and isla asks if the spirit finally understood if the spirits uh finally understood that a man who can inspire laughter and joy is the holiest man of all as man thing recedes sadly
2: into the swamp yeah, and it's not totally clear what happens, but the agent of heaven does point a sword at, at Daryl the clown. It's before. like the
0: the two. Yeah, like he's the only one who's like lit. Yeah, yeah. and and he's like, as if he's like I'm I'm claiming his soul. You yeah. know, but they but I love the other that two it. don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: so it's pur- purposefully a little ambiguous, yeah, but, huh. but and noted that way. Yeah. Um, but it's it seems clear that 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 made the case. Like if she loved him. And was willing to give her life for that, mm-hmm. then then he he's was, worthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, these two comics are amazing. I, really, they're like literary.
0: Yes, it's it's wild. Uh, what a time it was! Like you know, we we've talked to Steve Englehart about this, and we know I know from from reading interviews with Roy Thomas where like his perspective was really, as if they were getting the books done on time and they weren't completely violating things that we had set down as sort of fundamental structures of the marvel universe it's like everyone can do whatever they want if it sells right right um and it's just like what a what a great time to be a creative person Mm -hmm. in a
1: you know free reign to do interesting things in a medium with a lot of potential that hadn't really been realized yeah so pretty good pretty i mean rough story yeah it's a slightly heartwarming
0: ending to the the bit of it yeah Yeah, i would say
1: anyone with marvel unlimited like definitely read them it's like it's
2: a really different experience yes
0: but also know what you're getting into right 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 (laughs) trigger
2: warning up (laughs) with left yeah and even even beyond that like the man thing is a very interesting comic yeah it is yeah yeah
0: So that is uh, our special festive holiday sure. edition of Monster of the Month. Let's the uh, yeah. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, the last thing that we're going to do uh, is our regular round of astonishing takes. Uh, our recommendations for things you may, may want to check out that are not the Marvel Monster comics from the first half of 1974. Uh, my astonishing take, which I may have recommended this before, but. Um, is uh i hate this place aka fuck this place <laughs> uh by kyle starks and artyom Topolin. um so if i did recommend this it's when only the first volume was out the second volume came out to conclude the story um in october uh, i am delighted to say they stuck the landing nice um which there were a lot of balls in the air uh and they didn't drop any so that's really impressive um In the first volume, we were introduced to Trudy and Gabby, uh, who are a lesbian couple who inherit a farmhouse and quickly realize that it's haunted, Mm -hmm. Um, but like by absolutely horrifying ghosts um, that will you rend you to pieces if you do the wrong thing. Um, As long as they play by the house rules, they're safe, but here's the spoiler alert. Circumstances conspire to prevent them from doing so. Mm. Um, And in the uh, second volume, we learn why Trudy is such a doomsday prepper um her past returns to make her life a living hell which it literally already was but now it's even worse somehow um kyle starks is one of the funniest people in all of comics he's one of the rare writers who can make me actually laugh out loud with the words he puts on the page and artyom toplin can render tender character moments and stomach churning gore with like equal skill um he just the 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 range is, is incredible um, this one will take you on a ride. Uh, it is definitely not for the faint of heart. Uh, if you can hang on all the way through, though, I think it's a very satisfying read.
1: So, I
2: must read this. Yeah, I've been I wanting think, to check that out for a long time.
0: I think you'll both enjoy it a lot. Yeah, cool. What do you got, Rob?
2: Uh, uh, recent to me, uh, from reading through uh, Chip Zdarsky's newsletters, which are always fun. Yeah. Um, the All Nighter by Chip Zdarsky and Jason Liu, with colors by Paris. Elaine and lettering by Aditya Bidikar. Um, it's the collection for issues one through five of a comic called the all nighter. Um, this came out in 2022 from dark horse. Uh, the all nighter is the name of a diner in a big city. I don't know if they specify that's like a New York, but um, open from sunset to sunrise, the found family that runs it have their reasons for working nights only They are vampires. Oh, my God. Um, But they don't feed on people. They are laying low and eating beef blood, which the diner helps as a good front to provide. (laughs) Um, But they're kind of bored. You know, they're just sort of serving folks who come in late at night. But one of these uh, vamps is a little too into superheroes. So he decides he can help humans maintain his secret and have a little fun acting as a superhero because they must. There's like some. Laws that they must maintain their secrets, huh. um, and that is policed by you know, like death. Okay, so uh, but the, of course, uh, starting to appear as a superhero does not go unnoticed as he hoped, yeah, okay. and then things develop from there. And it's a uh, uh, yeah, it was just super fun. And the minute the twist happened, the first twist of vampires, which is on the you know, like all the synopses, or I wouldn't be spoiling chips. He hates anything like that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, and then the su- the superhero thing also noted on like the Dark Horse website. So I w- I wouldn't go in further, but it's just uh, it's combining these two ideas in in a Zadarsky way. So huh. they're fun and funny, and um, everyone acts like people, you know. Cool. Like, uh, and every every bit character has their own, um, you know. The supporting role characters all seem very human and and fleshed out no vampire Ah. pun intended Uh, but yeah I just wanted I thought that would be a good one to note for our monster by the month yeah Yeah. cool isn't it interesting how many
0: of these premises seem to be pretty well established and then something happens Uh. and there's like (laughs) like why can't these writers just like tell the story of these nice people having these nice lives where nothing interesting happens. It's like, it's just, they're so terrible. They're so terrible (laughs) to their characters. They must really hate their characters Mm -hmm. is all I can guess.
1: Well, Uh, speaking of hating their characters, it actually works that way. Um, I just had a quick one. Um, The immortal Thor came out. Oh, I'm i meaning to check it out, but I don't think the trade's out yet. No, not I mean the the first issue is the only one on Marvel Unlimited, and okay. I checked it out on a lark. Uh, Al Ewing is just crushing it these days. Oh like, yeah, like everything he touches is at least interesting.
0: Al Ewing is like maybe the Marvel writer who I follow most closely these days. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's him, and the artist is uh there are accents on this, and I don't know how to do okay. that, but it's Martin Coccolo. Okay. Um. Art's really great. Story is really compelling. It seems like they're opening more mythology doors, which, in Thor, is to me incredibly impressive. Yeah, (laughs) because the mythology has been tapped. Yeah, Um, yeah. There's
0: literally thousands of years of this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. If this is repetitive territory in Thor, like I would love for
2: someone to tell me that, but Mm -hmm. it it seemed like very new ground. I bet if it's Al Ewing, he's just he's brushing off weird edges of Norse mythology yeah. and other mythologies and, and probably like some weird reference in Thor that everyone else has forgotten. Right. Yeah. Yep.
1: yeah. So I don't, I don't need to say anything else about it. If you are interested in Thor, give it a shot. Like yeah. if you've never tried Thor before, it's a great.
2: Sta- We've talked I, about Thor once or twice. On yeah, exactly. This podcast. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So give that a shot. I'm
0: passingly familiar. <laughs> cool um well great well uh that's all for us this week uh and it's it's all for us this year um, we're gonna be uh settling our brains for a long winter's nap after this one nice. uh, we'll be back in the new year um if you miss us while we're gone why not sign up at patreon.com marvel by the month and revisit extended versions of some of your favorite episodes or full versions of our omnibus episodes you can review us on apple Podcasts or whatever you use to listen to us Take a screenshot of your five-star review, send it to marvelbythemonth at gmail.com with your mailing address. We'll put some free stuff in the mail for you. My goal, (laughs) my end-of-year goal, I'm making an end-of-year resolution. Uh, I'm going to catch up on all that by the time this episode airs. Nice. So if you have emailed your review and you have not seen your stuff by Christmas, drop me a line then. But you should have it. And we got maybe one or two overseas friends who may not have it. In time, but hopefully by the uh, the new year, everyone will have it um, for sure. But cool. yes, if you live in the US and you have not seen your stuff by Christmas, that's on me. So get at me. Write <laughs> <I'm> a nasty <laughs> grab. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't already, stop listening to the podcast and discuss. <laughs> um, you can find us on Instagram and threads at Marvel by the Month and Blue Sky at marvelbythemonth.bsky.social. Marvel by the Month. BSKY. Social. Marvelbythemonth.com has links to our other social channels as well as our shop. Please do not forget our friend Jennifer, a.k.a. Comic Books. Uh, comics Will Break Your Heart. Uh, she's fighting a battle against cancer. She could use your help. Um, her GoFundMe can be found at bit.ly slash keep Jen reading, all lowercase, Jen with one N. Make a big donation. Tell us about it. You can be on the show, or we can mention you on the show, or we'll talk about whatever you want us to talk about. We Need are your yours to command. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's all for this year. Whoa. Uh, my name is Brian Stratton. Mine is Rob Milne. I'm Jamie Wenger. We'll see you next year for, I believe, the first of our... Uh custom episodes because this is a monster by the month Whoa. and that means uh the next episode we have to record is one that someone made a generous donation to jennifer <laughs> so that we would record and it's one that jamie's really looking forward to <laughs> gosh so there's the tease until 2024 nice until then stay inside and read comics if you dare ho, ho, ho. <laughs>